Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Stadium Cast. My name is Inadequance, or you can call me Martijn, my co-host. Hello, everyone. I am Amanda, also known as Lundberger, and we are once again doing this. I, I, full disclosure, we told it in the CCO one. Uh, Enhoff was the other guest that we had started recording, had this wonderful episode, and then I realized at the end that I'm an idiot and wasn't recording any sound. <laughs> Well, yes. it's wonderful to be back for a second time, <laughs> uh, for the first time for the viewers. Thank you for giving us uh, a, a second chance. Uh, yes. I, I, I do, I do uh, appreciate that. Um, let's let's just get right into it, Hoff. Uh, can, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, of course. So, um, Enhoff, a world competitor battler, whoop, whoop. long time, long time show six pick three, mm-hmm. um, and and go battle league player. Um, and uh, admin for the girls at PvP community, manager for the Stadium Elite team, um, one of the meta uh, leads for Go Stadium, and uh, additionally a writer for the Pokemon company. So that's or a contributing writer for the Pokemon that's company. So that's um, been very great to uh, be on this, you know, Pokemon Go journey uh, with all of you. And then uh, as things evolve, also now involved in in Project Zygarde and mm-hmm. and the future of uh, grassroots PvP. I know that's very exciting at the moment and kind of still uh, being developed. Yeah, I suppose you can't give too much of a sneak peek on that, although a lot of the listeners, I'm sure, are very interested. It's, it's It was a very sad time when a Sylph ended for everyone, I think, so I'm really happy that some people in the community are stepping up and trying to make something new and probably even better, right? That's the hope, you know? Any Anytime, uh, you know, something fades away, you can you can learn a lot of lessons. So we're, we're hoping that both the community feedback from... Um, years of having done self tournaments and competitions uh, help, you know, be a learning uh, a learning opportunity for this new platform. So, um, Hoff, if I may ask, um, girls that PvP, can you tell us a, uh, more about that for for the for the guys here who are unaware? Yeah, of course. So, girls at PvP is a entire movement around um, highlighting. Uh, women and underrepresented genders in the um, Pokemon Go PvP scene. Um, it also has a an entire Discord community. Um, so I am one of the admins. We have a lovely admin group, including myself, uh, Jotty, Mystic Sparkle 24, um, Borky, uh, Jojo VH, uh, Rocket Claire, Sarah Elise, and uh, Shadow XO. Um, from all over the world, we have a couple Australians, a bunch of Europeans, obviously I'm from North America, um, and it's a wonderful server focused on getting um, women involved in PvP, and um, we are lucky to have three all-women uh, factions, faction teams that compete um, in Sylph's factions, and then whatever the next team format will be, I'm sure will be involved. I've run um, competitive coaching through the server um, multiple times. Um, I, an entire like lecture-style course plan. Um, DeFiE250 and myself run uh, casting coaching um, on a near-weekly basis, um, depending on travel and all that, um, to try to get more women involved in um, commentating. And then additionally, just sharing 
you know, information, sharing uh, team advice on uh, teams for show six, pick three, um, running standard, you know, Sylph style tournaments, and then whatever the next tournament platform winds up being. Just a, a community for um, women and underrepresented genders to feel comfortable um, that in a place where sometimes they might not. Um, many women in the server have experiences, you know, not necessarily feeling safe in their local group, uh, not necessarily feeling um, like they can, you know, learn PvP without being judged for, you know, not being at that level yet. Um, whether it's due to, you know, just how online gaming can be in terms of misogyny or, um, you know, just wanting to uh, hone their craft among friends. And um, I, I'm, it's one of the things I'm most proud of um, my, my work in this community with because it's, it's very important. Yeah, it's also how we got to know each other a little bit as well. I can say that at one point, one time, I beat Hoff in a, in a best of three, and I think that's probably my only claim to fame and probably the only time I'll ever do it. <laughs> I can talk more about that. Yeah, this was actually one of my next points I was going to bring up because last time we talked, okay, and we didn't get it recorded, but you guys were doing a charity battle and you were facing off against each other. Can uh, one of you walk us through how those battles went? Um, to be honest, my memory is, is, is always uh, very vague. I do remember that I countered the Tapafini quite uh, well. Um, I think right before the battle, I named my Tapafini. Man, I hate Fini. And it gave, a, gave me a lot of luck, I think. I think that was the deciding factor. Yeah, there's this, this children's game you might have heard of called Rock, Paper, Scissors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not familiar with it. No, no. Oh, yeah. So, uh... You have uh, rock, which beats scissors, and scissors, which beats paper, and uh, Cresselia, which beats Tapufini. Um, <laughs> so something like this uh, might have happened between myself and, and Martine. But then I went on to win my locals, so really it was a blessing that I didn't have to play more of that tournament, is, is what I'm going to tell myself. And then you guys also just faced off against each other very recently, again, in Hartford. And I have to say, uh, and Hoff, I think this is the only time that I have potentially cheered for Martin over you because you made some outrageous claim on Twitter that, uh, what was it, that if whoever won, I had to somehow pay for the other one's uh, trip to World, that I had to pay for the oh, other one's I actually forgot before. about that. Oh, man. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I should have let Oh, no. Oh, no. Yes, if if um if I had uh, won the travel award instead of Martine, you would have had to pay for his uh, trip to World. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, he lied to beat me. Uh, we were sitting down to play our battle, and uh, he's, he asked me, "What are you leading?" And I said, "Noctel." And he said, "Okay, I'm leading Trevenant." I love Noctel, but he did not leave Trevenant. What a jerk! You can't trust him as far as you can throw him. Yeah, lying. Lime will get you some places, but no, uh, uh, a fateful end of uh, end of tournament run there. Um, however, I'm gonna take the claim that my bracket was stacked. Uh, Martin was in there. Elam, two of the top four players from the tournament were in uh, our group, so uh, pretty pretty busted uh, group to play in. Yeah, we we didn't have a lucky roll there. Um, you know. It didn't have to be like that because you promised me first that you would compete in VGC. That's true. And when you actually went to swap to go, I was like, 
we're gonna play aren't we i'm just <laughs> i just felt it i just felt it coming mm. um but i don't want to 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 turn this into a uh, torture and half uh, <laughs> podcast <laughs> i think i've been very fortunate uh with some uh, uh alignment of myself there uh and i guess that helps um yeah no what you said about girls at pvp i think that's very relevant um for uh like people to have like a, a safe space right because obviously mm-hmm. uh that's always not everywhere after we've seen at times um can you tell us a bit about what you would expect for the next season mm. oh for move updates mm-hmm. yeah for example what for example or new yeah, for example i mean what I think needs to be focused on, because I don't think that I don't think we're gonna wind up with nerfs in the next season. Mm-hmm. I would be surprised. Um, I think that that's a lot more likely to like shake up the meta, and, and we've kind of seen this like centralization of mm-hmm. Larian Stunfisk, Metacham, Noctowl, yeah. Lantern, Trevenant. Right. I think breaking up some of these triangles um, would be really big. So things like uh, Lantern, Trevenant, Noctowl. Um, there's the some Pokemon that can break those things up. We've seen Zwilus, uh qualify for Worlds. We've seen Guzzlord go really far in tournaments. Um, I think Mason took it to the top five as well. Yes. So it has... Uh, there are breakers to it, but I think there's other breakers that can be uh, added or exemplified. So um, I personally, one that I would really like to see, um, doesn't break all three, but could break two... Um, is something like a um, Whiskash buff. So I oh. think like a Mud Bomb buff would be nice. Blizzard doesn't knock out Noctowl, but if you make it more prominent in the meta, it still mm-hmm. you know threatens it. Um, there are some other Pokemon that, that might be able to do that. Like if you buffed Quagsire in some way. If, you, if you've noticed, I, I really like the Mud Boys. Um, in a way that, you know, Swampert can already do that, and we see Shadow Swampert just everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but some diversity in that. Um, I've, I've long been a proponent of, like, give Quagsire Rock Slide. Um, so it can play more like a Galarian Stunfisk, but it has its other things uh, holding it back. So um, there's some other things you could do, like buffing Steelix to have, like, another Steel type in the meta that might mm-hmm. play differently. Um, I don't know exactly how to do that. There's definitely options, but... Um, that would be something because it has crunch, uh, has play against Trevenant, and then obviously a ground steel type has play against Lantern and Noctowl. Mm-hmm. So, would you prefer to see like certain Pokemon get completely pushed out, or would you rather see like I, I do like the picks you mentioned? They 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 look really goofy, right? Wishcash with this big smile and Quagsire with the <laughs> with the, the, the smile. Would, would you rather see Pokemon that are currently less viable? being pushed in the the latter i think that we actually have a pretty nice meta in terms of like depth of meta there's Mm -hmm. there's a lot of pokemon that are like fringe viable we've seen across the season dunsparce uh you know make waves at certain tournaments we've seen mew we've seen shadow charizard like these pokemon that aren't your traditional core great league shadow mawile won a tournament Mm -hmm. um so i think that you know Pushing more stuff like that in to potentially take away the niche that some of these, you know, core steel types have, that some of these um, fighting types 
uh, have if you, you know, buff Primeape. I don't, I don't know that that's necessarily uh, something that's easy to do with its stat product, but uh, I think that, you know, you have some of these more or less monopolies on typing where uh, no other flying normal is going to take the spot of Noctowl. We saw mm -hmm. a Pidgeot in Hartford, but um, I believe that was like a trainer preference rather than really felt like it was better than yeah. Noctowl. Mm -hmm. Um, Metacham is kind of unmatched. We see Oxygen's <clears throat> being used, but so different from Metacham, it's not even a fighting type, um, even though it uses counter and cross chop. So I would love to see, yeah, another Steel type. Steelix, as I mentioned, obviously Alolan Sand Slash, as myself and uh, a mine joke are big proponents for. Um, and then Grass types. I mean, we haven't even seen that much uh, Venusaur. I know that uh, Dijon the Jin used Shadow Venusaur in mm -hmm. Knoxville um, and, and qualified with that, obviously. But uh, not a ton of, of Venusaur. It seems like we've really centralized around Trevenant and yeah. then Lickitung as the secondary grass type, um, which, again, Lickitung yeah. isn't even grass type. So exactly. um, I have some thoughts there. We've seen some Shadow Obama Snow, like Arrow qualified with Shadow Obama Snow. But, I played two of them, yeah. Um, but maybe, uh, maybe something new in the grass realm Um and potentially, like, I know I said no nerfs. Um, if there was a way to nerf Trevenant, um, which is kind of difficult. You don't want to nerf Shadow Claw or Shadow Ball. I mean, mm -hmm. bombs already bad. But um, I think increasing diversity in, in those areas would be really nice. I'm going back to something you said early on when you were talking about the moveset updates. You said that you're a really big fan of the Mud Boys. And so I have to ask the controversial question of, do you think Unovan Stunfisk qualifies as a Mud Boy? You're actually the first, you're the first person that's ever asked me directly this. Um, it has Mudshot, it has Mud Bomb. Um, it's doing what you want from a Mud Boy, and it hates grass types. I think this is the other qualifier that people often um, leave out. Is something like a Politoed, which also sometimes gets called a Mud Boy. If you're running Blizzard, you very much can beat grass types. Um... Especially something that, like, doesn't have, you know, Razor Leaf or, or heavy, fast-move pressure. Mm -hmm. I think that um, Unovan Stunfisk, it's hard to really distinguish it from something like Quagsire. When it does a lot of ground-type damage, it hates a Grass-type, and it has play against Flyers. You have that, you know, Electric-type and that Discharge um, to hit back against Flyers like Quagsire does with Stone Edge. I am, I am pro expanding the pool of mud boys i would even put something like polyworld into that category interesting okay, um, because okay. it has mud shot mud bomb yeah so uh you know there's i i say you know build the tent bigger expand the village um i i i'm i'm just a sucker for ground types so you know Van stunfisk very big fan all right you know Van stunfisk mud boy you heard it here from menhoff if you were to pick one particular pokemon that you really like or that you think could shake things up? Which one would you pick? Absolutely Alolan Sandslash. Um, <laughs> Interesting. I, I, I was, I mean, I was asked in, I want to say Arlington, Gabby interviewed me and said, uh, do you have anything prepped for your world's team yet? And, and obviously mm -hmm. Feeny, if Feeny is viable at all, which I have to assume it will be, um, would be coming to worlds. But then my second would be Alolan Sandslash or Alolan Sandshrew. Uh, you know, if there was That's any true. way that that either or both was uh, viable, 
It's mm-hmm. my favorite Pokemon. Sandshrew is my favorite Pokemon. Um, I think that Sandslash has a lot of potential. Um, right now, you know, it made top four at Malmo. With mm-hmm. uh, made it even top, top three. Four and three. Yeah, yeah, actually. yeah. Three, right, yeah. Right. Mind joke and and uh, thank you, Chan. Yep. Um, so it's very much viable, and it's has terrible moves. Ice Punch is a bad Ice type move. Um, it could get something like Icicle Spear that would just be a net. Uh, or no, is yeah. I think Ice School Spear is better, slightly better than Ice. Yeah, Punch, slightly better. Five and sixty. Um, and then Bulldoze is a terrible ground type move, so Great. it can get something like um, Earthquake. I'm sure it learns if if Cantonian version learns. It could get Night Slash. It could get Drill Run, um, which is obviously the like super buff that I would be hoping for to help it play against Lantern, but uh, might be a little bit unrealistic. Um, but like any of these moves, it has Shadow Claw and Powder Snow as really good fast moves. Yeah. Obviously, we almost always see it with Shadow Claw at this point. Um, it has okay typing. Like a lot of people will immediately call it awful because Ice just makes Steel worse, and like Ice is a really bad typing, and you're double weak to fighting. But like mm-hmm. Steel is so good that it kind of brings Ice back up to this like average zone. I agree. Um, and, and you have play against this this trio. You have a really good matchup against Trevenant. You have a very serviceable matchup against Noctel. You generally win. Obviously, you don't like that you're throwing Shadow Claws at it. But you generally win, um, unless they're up energy. And then Lantern, if you have, you know, a better move than Bulldoze, you start mm-hmm. to seriously threaten it. Even with Bulldoze, you can win that one-field matchup. Um, depending on, like, if you shield a Thunderbolt. Or maybe you just win it straight up. It's, it's been a while since I've played that particular matchup. But um, you you have this good, you know, good core of a Pokemon that you can build up from. And, you know, you have play against the other Steel types because of Bulldoze. Um, and and you really, like, again, despite the, despite the moves not being great, the coverage is exceptional. And if you can buff that in any way, I think it's it's really got some heavy firepower. And it pairs well with Tapu Fini, of course. <laughs> pairs really well with Tapu Fini. There's a few Pokemon I've been eyeing up that pair really particularly well with Tapu Fini. Um, you might want to bring it out, uh, bring some out in uh, Milwaukee or Fresno. I say Martin's already taking notes in case you guys have to face each other at Worlds again. Like, okay. <laughs> that, that's exactly what I was wondering. Would you bring that again to Worlds, Tapu Fini? Oh, absolutely. I I feel like so this is no shame I, I'm I'm gonna immediately get questioned about uh Cindy because Cindy didn't bring Shadow Canto Ninetales to worlds. Mm-hmm. Um and that's absolutely fine. But I feel like I am so like I've been sewn together to Tapu Fini in a way mm-hmm. that I, I I don't think I can not bring Tapu Fini to a tournament again, unless the meta is like Toxapex Lantern Trevenant is like the meta. I'll bring all three. Yeah, and, and, and Registeel as well. Um I think I think barring that, I I have to bring it because it's now it's now the signature. I wanted to ask you something. So you, you've competed at a lot of tournaments and you've competed in VGC in some of them as well. We briefly touched on this before when you said like some of I mean if you look at the last regional in Hartford, the sixth place person who played phenomenally, I'm not saying anything against that, but he qualified for Worlds because all of the other people who are ahead of him were already qualified. What are your 
thoughts or like what you would say to someone who is really discouraged with the people who have already qualified still playing in these play tournaments? Because there's there's a lot of that discussion going on. Yeah, I would say um, we're actually in a a situation like you mentioned where it's quote unquote easier to qualify. Um, I know that there's a lot of people who are against the idea of qualified players continuing to compete. I think that's for lack of a better word, like malarkey. Um, it's <laughs> it's um, it would be this weird gaming of the system where you're better off waiting until the end of season because you don't have to worry about House Stark or Hot Pocket or Magic Mason. All these players have been like removed from the pool. Um, and what's happening instead is they're still playing, so the level of competition is still there. Um, you still have these world's competitors um, because Fresno shouldn't be easier than Baltimore. You know, it, it shouldn't be this, like, waning skill pool. Mm -hmm. But it still is a little bit easier to qualify because of that cascading action. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if the top 16 at NAIC um, already has... Uh, the four worlds invites relatively figured out. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if someone in like 10th or 11th has already qualified for worlds uh, during NAIC because of how many people I know that have qualified are going. Um, and I'd say that's the biggest boost to someone who's unsure is how Stark and Elam had to be top two of an over 100 person tournament to qualify for worlds. Well, in Hartford, you only had to be top six. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it was also a larger tournament, but um, the the range that you can fall in and be comfortably able to qualify is expanding because of that cascading feature. And I know it's not ideal. I know it's not, you know, an easy, easy invite. It never is. As, as someone who's got it, um, it, it never is. But um, it's not... It's not this situation where, you know, Magic Mason is just running over everyone and, and they have no shot. Um, these people who have qualified, myself included, are very beatable. Um, and additionally, um, our presence in that tournament is, to some degree, to your benefit. Unless you face you round one, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's actually a really op optimistic uh, way to look at it. It's not not really how I've always seen it. I remember one tournament where uh, like Nino faced off Hot Pockets in round one and would have faced Magic Mason in round two. That's mm -hmm. actually that can actually be difficult, right? But the mm -hmm. fact that you can also qualify already, like you said, like NAIC, if if all the qualified people are also going, that you can already qualify like tenth place. Um, if you get a good group, <laughs> I think that's already halfway there uh, uh, at times, right? I think mm -hmm. that, that could be uh, that could be a halfway in already. Or you just gonna um, bring a bastard on? Oh please, <laughs> please not again, not again. <laughs> yeah, can, can you tell us a little bit about your VGC experience, Hulk? Uh, You've been playing VGC a little bit. Too. Yeah, of course. So I started diving heavily into VGC after Peoria. Um, Necra, shout out to Necra, occasionally casts Go, uh, Rosemary Kelly. She has an entire series on getting into the VGC, uh, the Video Game Championships, and I picked it up as soon as uh, Scarlet and Violet dropped. Uh, I got heavily into it, uh, played in Orlando, uh, Knoxville, Charlotte, and Fort Wayne. So four tournaments, 
Um, my first tournament brought an, a team I had entirely created myself uh, using both uh, Amoongus and Brute Bonnet. Brute Bonnet's the like paradox form of Amoongus. And I went seven and three. That's so good. Um, which was, was enough to, to earn me, you know, championship points. Um, wound up not going for the double qualify um, for multiple reasons. One, I don't think I would have uh, wound up getting it without a really good performance at NAIC. But two, um, and more importantly, I really need the practice with Go if I'm going to be competing in Go at Worlds anyway. Uh, sure. So I wanted to pivot back, but... Uh, was really, really great. Most of the people I've met in the VG community have been amazing. Um, we have our converts, uh, the people who have played Go despite being, you know, VG at their core. So people like Bopper, people like Major Bowman, um, obviously Gabby as well um, has uh, towed the line between both um, despite, you know, starting out with VG. So really nice getting to talk to those people. There have obviously been some uh, not-so-great interactions at uh, Orlando. Uh, some people were not so happy to lose to a primarily Go player um, <laughs> once once it was mentioned. You know, because you sit down at the table, uh, some people are like, oh, I'm a TCG player normally, and I, you know, drop, name drops that I'm uh, uh, qualified for Go, obviously. Have to, <laughs> have to scare off my opponents and then... And then I get hit with the, I can't believe I lost to a Go player as, as my opponent runs off and doesn't sign the match slip. That, that, that must uh, feel extra nice to win. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It, it, it does. It's it's very uh, validating. Um, but yeah, it was it was really enjoyable. Community is really nice. I'm still, you know, scrimmaging with people who do VGC primarily, uh, whether to just get them, you know, repetitions in or however. And I could absolutely see myself doing it more in future years. Um it was, what I can say is it was really nice and accessible compared to Go. The resources mm. there, there are so many because it's such a, like, tenured game. And then in-game, it's just so much easier. You can build a VGC team from not owning the game to a week later having a team. And you can't do that with Go. No. You can't pick up uh, the game, download it to your app or to your phone, and have a team within a week. So that was really nice as well. And... and something I really appreciated about that game. Oh, that's really cool. Um, we're going we're gonna to let you go, Enhoff, but before we do, we kind of have this segment that we've been doing. It's called the Crab Brawlers and Machampions. And so I'm going to ask you to give a definition of someone in the community who you think is a Crab Brawler. And this is someone who is like maybe an up-and-comer or a scrappy player but doesn't have a big name for themselves yet. And then also a champion is like someone who is like super well known or maybe is already qualified for worlds. And just for fun, I'm going to say that you can't choose uh, inadequance even if you were going to, uh, just because he's already in the he's in the he's in the chat. <laughs> yeah. So for Kerbrawler, um, actually talked a bit with uh, inadequance about her this weekend. But Stella Tesla is a Dutch battler, uh, member of Girls at PvP, huge, um, hugely like strong battler very very um very consistent in show six pick three um she's done a few of the tournaments even over in north america she did uh knoxville and has done very well like consistently you know top 16 top 32 like right on the cusp of top cut and i think any tournament that she's at she absolutely could make a run at um but relatively uh unknown in the community comparatively she's had a huge part in project zygarde and i think she's going to start putting her name out there a little bit more 
um, as, as a web dev and then obviously as a battler as well, but um, definitely my pick for, for Brawler. And then um, the champion, I'm actually going to go with, uh, as we look at Torino and the finish of the European season, uh, Paula Shaw, um, because big, big fan of her, would love to have another um, female battler qualify for Worlds. And um, I, I obviously think she has what it takes um, at any given tournament. Um, big, like we've 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 battled obviously uh, plenty of times be between girls at PVP, Aero Draft League, and other grassroots formats. And she's you know absolutely extremely strong battler, and uh, really hoping that uh, she can make a serious run at uh, Torino. I 100% agree. Uh, we also have discussed that and are excited to see yeah. uh, Balasha, amongst others, participate in uh, in Torino. There, yeah, I, I spoiled you two. I gave two European battlers. Yeah, I feel very good about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I appreciate it. I like that. I like that uh, that thought, yes. Um, yeah, thanks so much, Hoff, uh, for your for your time uh, and for coming on for, uh, for the second time. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, always happy to be on. Really appreciate both of you. Yep, you as well. And uh, good, good luck at the NAIC. Thank you.